Welcome back, everyone. It is great to be back with you to conclude this series on the eight highways. And just like the last uh, podcast, I'm going to kind of do a review of all of the highways and one woman's story. So I'm calling this How She Found Hope Again. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But of course, we need to begin with three gratitudes. So because Ruth Bader Ginsburg just passed, um, I have to have her top my list. I just saw a post that said, may she rest in power. And um, boy, I mean, the the breakthroughs in that woman's life and how that tiny little woman just took on the world. And what a great role model for young women everywhere, right? And how she, uh, she stood up for so many incredible equal rights issues. So woohoo, Ruth, love you. Thank you for all that you gave to this planet. All right, so my second one is kind of silly, but have you ever had that IT challenge that you go, okay, I'm going to call my IT guy, and then you go, no, I can figure this out myself. <laughs> Am I the only one? No, I'm guessing not. So I had one of those today, and by golly, by gosh, I figured it out. And if you knew how incredibly right brain I am, that's like a miracle. Anyway, so um, woohoo to all of you out there who are overcoming whatever challenge you're facing today. And finally, I have to say a grateful for this little pink carnation that I'm looking at. It's, it's right here on my counter and it's three weeks old. It's just, I actually gave a big bouquet to a friend of mine and this one had kind of broken off the stem. So I just took it off and I said, oh, I'll just take it home and put in a little, you know, a little bit of water, which is what I did. And holy cow, if that thing doesn't look as beautiful today as it did three weeks ago. So who knew? From now on, I'm going to get myself a carnation once a month and just uh, have my beautiful little carnation sitting there. I actually like the smell of them better than roses. I don't know about you, but I love carnations. So, okay. So those are my three. What are your three? I hope you're sharing your three with somebody every day because that's where the research tells us we get the real bang for our buck is if we're sharing three new gratitudes every day with somebody. Worlds change, relationships change, energy levels change, abundance levels change, romance, change, the whole thing. Okay, you get the idea. All right, so on to the story of someone who became a dear friend of mine. What shall I call her? I think I'll call her Susie. Okay, so when I met Susie, I was directing a choir in Omaha, Nebraska, and she had a son who was playing the bass. I had hired him to play bass, and he was just in middle school at the time, phenomenal bass player, and so she needed to drive him. So she, I'd see her there before each service uh, watching, and I could tell she was singing along with a lot of the songs. So one day I went up to her before the service and I said, you know, why don't you join us? It looks like you know the, the songs. And she said, oh, I'm, I'm not Catholic. And I said, like, that's going to make a big difference. Just come up and sing with us. 
So she did. And uh, it's, it was the beginning of a wonderful friendship. But the next step of this relationship was that a few weeks later, she pulled me aside after the service and said, I hear that you do something else besides direct choirs, that you're a speaker and an author. And I said, yes, I am. And she said, well, I'd love to hear what you speak on. And I said, well, funny you should ask, because next Saturday, I'm driving three and a half hours to North Platte, Nebraska. And I would love some company. And I guarantee you, in that travel time, we would have time for all your questions. And I'll go through everything in my program. And she said, oh, I would love that. So sure enough, I picked her up at uh, an early uh, it's probably 6 a.m. that Saturday morning, and we got in the car. So as we're driving along, you can well imagine my first question, right, was, so let's share some gratitudes. So I shared mine, and three, she shared hers. And then I said, okay, you ready to go through the process? And she said, oh, there's a process? I said, exactly. Eight to great is all about a process for getting where you want to go. So the first question I'm going to ask you about the first highway, and if anybody remembers, it's get the picture. And the first question is, Susie, what is one of your dreams? And she paused and her eyes got really big and she said, I can't tell you. And I said, well, sure you can. I, I, I'm, I'm safe. I won't tell anybody else. She goes, no, you don't understand. I'm too embarrassed. And I said, oh, dear one, I've been doing this for 20 years. There aren't very many things I have not heard. So go for it. Come on. We've got three and a half hours. I'm going to get it out of you. You might as well just share it. So finally, she shared that her dream was to start her own business. And after I stopped chuckling, I said, now, what is embarrassing about that? And she said, I teach business at a university. I have taught business at, for, at a university for 27 years. That's why I'm embarrassed. I should have done this 27 years ago. And I said, oh, you know, in eight to great, we say don't should on yourself. Don't should on other people. Uh, well, you know, don't worry about it. It's, you know, we, we can find you a dream. In fact, we can find one today in North Platte, Nebraska. And she said, oh, that's ripe. That's great. I've been looking for 27 years and you think you're going to find one in 24 hours? And I said, I don't think I believe, which is very different. So yeah, let's just believe that we're going to find a great idea for a business of yours today. And she said, whatever. <laughs> okay, so get the picture. So as we're driving along, I started to ask her, what will it feel like once you have this wonderful business? And she said, oh, it'll be great. It'll be a wonderful creative outlet. I'm really creative and, and I'll have this extra money and I'll have fun meeting my customers and, and people will give me new ideas and then I'll take off on those. So she, she really got into it. So we acted as if, if you remember the congratulations game, we said, um, I'm so grateful now that I have my new business, my new entrepreneurial business. So we did that for a while. Well, so let's move on to highway two. How did she work the risk highway? 
Well, once we got to North Platte, I gave my talk and it went really well. And a woman came up to me afterwards to get a signed book. And she said, oh my gosh, this was just so incredible. And I looked at this circle of cloth around her neck. And I said, excuse me, what is that around your neck? And she said, oh, this, it's, I don't know, it's a scarf that was sewn into a circle. It looks like, and I said, it looks like it was twisted and then sewn into a circle. She goes, yeah, I guess so. And I said, can I ask you where you got it? And she said, oh, I don't know, an art fair years ago. And I said, could you possibly take it off and look at the tag? And she goes, oh, there isn't a tag. And she goes, oh, but here. And she took it off and she put it around my neck. And she said, this is my thank you for such a phenomenal talk today. And I said, oh, I can't take that. She goes, no, 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 you have to. No, it's my gift. This is my gift. Thank you again. And she walked away. And I'm just looking at this scarf around my neck and I go, oh my gosh, now this is back in the days. And I think you have to be, I don't know, in your 60s to even remember this. Women used to wear these big honking scarves tied into these incredibly ornate decorations. And if you weren't really good at scarf tying, oh my gosh. I'd tie one, I'd go out and give a two hour talk and by the end of the talk, it would just be hanging limp around my neck. I, it just, I was terrible at the tying ties thing. And so we got in the car, we're driving home and I said, Susie, you, you sew, right? And she said, yes. And I said, oh my gosh, could you possibly sew my scarves into a little twisted circle like, like this one? And I took it off and showed it to her. And she got so excited. And she said, oh my gosh, yes, yes, I can do this. This is simple. I understand completely how they did it. Oh my gosh, this will be great. And I said, oh, I have so many. Of course, I'll pay you. And she goes, okay, all right. And then I'll go buy some fabric. In fact, I have a whole bunch of extra fabric and I could start making them. And ooh, I could, I could even make some like, like for Mary Kay Cosmetics or, or, or McDonald's even. I could make one for McDonald's or, or, um, or, you know, I could make one where if you reach a diamond level, you get, you get one made of diamonds. She starts off and she just goes and goes with this. And by the end of the, the hour of her dreaming, she had a name for her business. She, she knew who she was going to call to help her make a website. And uh, she knew who she was going to first market to and that she'd go to craft fairs just like that woman had bought one at a craft fair. She was so over the top excited. It was so fun to watch. So that's a risk, obviously, right? And, uh, and then we got into to, to full responsibility. And that was BC, blaming and complaining. And she said, um, uh, can, I, um, can I ask you why you haven't asked about my problems? And I said, um, I don't really ask people about their problems in our first session. And she said, but I thought you were a coach. And I said, well, yes, but a coach doesn't walk into the gym and say, does anybody's knee hurt? How about your elbow? How about your neck? No, a coach doesn't ask what hurts. A coach asks, are you willing to follow my coaching and do what I tell you to do? Because if you're willing to follow my process, I know how to get us to state, right? That's the kind of coach I am, I told Susie. I'm the kind of coach 
that has a process that I guarantee you, if you follow it, you'll have incredible success in basically any area of your life. And she said, well, can I tell you my problem anyway? And I said, well, sure. And she said, I, I play solitaire online. And I wasn't very familiar with that game online. I wasn't, I could kind of imagine how you played it. And I said, okay, you play solitaire online, like on the computer. She said, yeah. And I said, so why is that a problem? And she said, oh, sometimes 175, 200 games a day. And I was trying to do the math going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know she teaches at a university. I know she has two sons. I know she has a husband. I mean, how do you have time to do anything else if you're playing 175 to 200 games of solitaire a day? So I asked her and she said, oh, well, I, I don't really do the cooking my husband does. And I don't really do the cleaning my middle school sons do. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't do a lot other than play solitaire and go to the university, you know, prepare my classes, of course. And I just had to take a deep breath. I was just so amazed. Um, so what, what we found out after that was Highway 4, that she hadn't felt her feelings for a long time, that something had happened between herself and a family member years ago and it had wounded her so deeply that in order not to feel her feelings she started getting addicted to online games of solitaire and certainly anything that anyone does that compulsively and that much would have to be categorized under an addiction you know, could she stop? And she, she basically said no. She, she had tried before and she just couldn't. So there's, feel all your feelings. Well, I bet you know Highway 5 Honest Communication, how she worked that one. She shared with me, right? She opened up about all of those wounds and pain. Not all that day, but over the next, you know, weeks and months of our relationship, she basically told me things she said she'd never told anyone else. So I was very, very honored. So now it came time for her to do FGH. And F was to do forgiveness, right? So eventually she was willing and able to write a forgiveness letter to that individual and burn it and really let it go. As far as G, she and I started sharing gratitudes three a day, and it was so fun. And we, we became very, very good friends. And to this day, she's just one of my favorite people. And obviously, that brought her hope. So another hopeful part of the story is that at the end of that first day when she moved out of her left brain teaching the business courses that were so many numbers she started to balance it with her right brain she said she became a completely different kind of professor in that she started asking students 
business students to write the speech they would give when they won a huge business award. And they had to write out the speech and actually give it to their class. So she started teaching Get the Picture to her students. And she said she had so much more fun teaching and her ratings as a teacher just skyrocketed. They went very, very high. So that was wonderful. But probably one of my favorite parts of the story is that she stopped playing solitaire, right? Her beautiful business of making those scarves. Now, obviously, she didn't become a millionaire or you would know her name. She wasn't the best at marketing, but she made some significant money selling her round scarves. So um, again, I just want to thank her. She gave me permission years ago to tell her story. And I want to thank her for that. I want to thank her for her friendship. And uh, I want to thank her for reminding me and us that the eight highways will get you where you want to go. All right, dear hearts, remember your power and choose your focus. Till next time, take care.